Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower women to prioritize their dreams, revolutionize their families, and personalize their faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a therapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to improve their lives. And today with me, I have uh, my cousin, Tyler. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Julie. I'm so excited to talk with you. So Tyler does my hair and we were talking about this, this podcast and she said, I have a topic for you. So I said, let's, let's do it. Let's talk about it. So what's your question for today? Well, Julie, first I have to tell you, so my question has to do with around the idolization of uh, motherhood in the, in the LDS church. And it was so funny because I'm a researcher. And so <laughs> I just kind of typed that into Google uh-huh. and guess whose article came right up. Mine? Yes. So this this is obviously must be an issue with people and not just me. So that was super exciting to see. But um, so yeah, my question just basically has to do with, you know, growing up in the LDS church, it was idolized to be a mother, to be a stay-at-home mother. And I can even pinpoint, you know, situations and people who you know, ingrained that in me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's your most important role. And so I didn't really think of anything else other than I didn't really think about a future other than get married, have kids, be a stay at home mom. That was pretty yeah. much it. And now that I'm getting older and just thinking about it, you know, I made all these life choices off these teachings and what were so ingrained in me that now, you know, those weren't really. Um, I'm having a lot of guilt about it because I'm not finding, you know, those promises that were, you know, promised to you growing up in the church. Mm. I don't feel fulfilled. I look at my, my girls and they're not even, you know, talking marriage. They're, you know, saying what they, all these things they want to do with their life and where mm. they want to go and travel. And so I'm kind of, you know, dealing with the, you know, my husband, I didn't re- quite realize it was guilt, but now that I'm working full time and, you know, I'm always saying, feeling bad, I'm not here with the kids. And so, you know, how do you deal with that guilt? But also how do you deal with me growing up? Let me just give you a few examples. Yeah. When I got married, anytime I saw my grandfather, it was, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? You haven't had kids yet because you're selfish. Mm. And so that was, you know, put, put in my mind. And I even had teachers, seminary teachers to kind of preach. If you work through anything other than a mother, basically you're a prostitute is what he taught in seminary. Just, you know, so I had, yeah, (laughs) that's pretty serious. Yeah. And, you know, I would even hear my, my mom had to work growing Mm -hmm. up and I, I didn't really know other moms who worked and I would hear from other moms like, Oh, those poor kids. Mm. You know, they just want their mom home. And so that was so ingrained. And I, growing up, how do you deal with that guilt? And I want to invest in myself and, you know, the regret and maybe the resentment that I have 
around that whole theme. So hopefully, you know, if I'm not explaining myself good enough, hopefully you'll, you know, ask me questions. Yeah, I think you did a great job. You're doing a great job. So what I'm hearing is you grew up with these teachings about idealizing motherhood and that it's, it's going to be, it's going to fulfill all of your desires and dreams and needs. Right. And that hasn't been your experience. Correct. (laughs) And yet there's a part of you that's still, that's in you. And so because you're working full time, you feel guilty. Yeah. And then you're also resentful of the teachings because you made your life decisions based on a plan maybe that like wasn't entirely yours. Right. I just, I just basically, this is what I was taught. These are the steps you take this to be happy, to be fulfilled in life. And I didn't even, you know, nothing was talked about, about the hardships or anything like, um, you know, there's a show on Netflix right now where it's pretty popular with the, with the ladies, the Bridget Bridgington. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yes. Uh-huh. But she, yes. So she has this talk with her mom and she says, you know, you didn't prepare me for marriage and the, and you know, what it really means. And I wish I knew those things before going in mm-hmm. what to really expect. And I just felt like growing up, it was, oh, it's just, you know, a joy to have kids. And that these are the steps to, you know, be happy. There was no talk of the hardship or anything. Right. So pretty unrealistic expectations. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so you were, you were kind of taught this ideal. I was taught also. Um, right. This ideal and it doesn't, reality doesn't measure up and no one really prepared you. I want to, I want to talk more about the, the resentment or kind of those feelings of like, ah, yeah. What's that like? I mean, there, there's a couple, like I, I even remember, you know, feeling a little bit of resentment when I saw my mom had to work because my dad wasn't able to provide for the family at that time. And so there was a, you know, I felt like maybe even a little resentment towards my dad, like Mm. this isn't mom's responsibility and just the resentment of, wow, I could have done so many things with my life, but I really kind of shortchanged myself because Mm. I just, just get married and have kids. And so I, I know I need to take some responsibility. It's not, you know, but it definitely was ingrained in me growing up. Yeah. What, what dreams did you put on hold or did you not even have the chance, the opportunity to dream? (laughs) I exactly. I don't even think I really dreamed. I mean, I, you know, I went to hair school and high school and it was basically right. That's my backup plan if I need to work, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't ever, I'm going to be stay at home mom. And so I don't even think I even explored what I could have and wanted to do. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I could have done so many things and not that it's too late now, but right, right. You know, and, I, I have got five kids that I'm raising. Yeah. And so, yeah. And you can't, you can't go back and there's really no person to blame, right? Like there's no right. conversation that you can have with someone to say like this, I'm so upset about this. And it's not just one person, obviously. It was just the culture. It's the culture, the messages. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So just so you know, you are not alone in feeling this way. I, in my therapy practice, in my coaching practice, hear this over and over again. 
So I just well, want that makes me feel good. Put that out there, like <laughs> you're. This is a common experience that women kind of feel approaching. Often it's approaching midlife. Like, wait a second, my kids are growing up, and like, what? What about what about what me? About me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then exactly. you're taught felt- that's selfish, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and I so, feel like I've already don't have enough to give to my kids. So right. if I take anything else away, I feel you know more guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what beliefs are perpetuating the guilt? So I should be a stay-at-home mom or I should want to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. What else? The beliefs that I just that that is my purpose. That's to be a stay-at-home mom, to raise yeah. my kids. That's what my, I. That's why you exist. Right. That's what yeah. I've been taught yeah. through this culture. Yeah. So what do you want to believe about this situation? Like, what do you want to believe about your life? And Julie, you always ask such good questions. Like even when I'm doing your hair, you'll, I'll ask you a question. Then you'll be like, well, well, have you done this? And you really make me think. So ask me that question one more time. <laughs> I hope I can remember. Now I'm blushing. Because <laughs> of the compliment. Thank you. Okay. What would you like to believe about your life and about motherhood and about taking care of yourself? What like, so those are the beliefs that you were taught, but what would you like to believe? I would like to believe that motherhood is like a part of you, not all of you. You know, mm-hmm. that's a piece of you and that what I'm giving to my kids is good enough because also I think that's a lot to do with my guilt is I've also been told by other women who if I wasn't doing it raising my kids or, you know, being a mother, how they thought a mother should be, mm-hmm. I was criticized. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just, um, so I want to believe that what I'm doing is, it, an, I, is enough. Is enough. Yeah. 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 And that it's okay that I don't, you know, the first 15 years, I pretty much burnt out from all the responsibilities of my kids. Mm-hmm. And um, I, yeah, I want to believe that what I've done is enough. And yeah really believe that. Yeah. Motherhood is a part of who you are, not yeah. the entirety. And what you've done and what you're doing is enough. Yeah. Yeah. How would that change how you feel if you really believe those? Can you imagine believing that, that like this is a part of me and I'm doing enough and I'm enough? Right. And it's 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 weird for me anyway, because I like I would tell you like, oh, I think I am a good mom. Like I, mm-hmm. I do think that, but at the same time, because of what other things have been told to me, I, I guess maybe there is a little insecurity there. And so I want to be secure. Yeah. In- so if you believe that you would feel sec- more secure in your choices and what you're doing. Yeah. And I wouldn't worry about what others thought of me or yeah. if they thought what I was doing was good enough for them because it's good enough for me and my kids. Right, right. One of my favorite sayings is it's none of my damn business what anyone else thinks of me. See, and I how do you believe that? Like <laughs> well, well, I've been working on that for decades because do I you just tell yourself that over <laughs> yes, and over. Is that yes when you well for me what how that's helped me is just when I catch myself ruminating about what other people are thinking, I, I remind myself, it, that's not my business. That's not my problem. I can't control it. And I'll never know what they're really thinking. 
anyway, because they usually won't tell you. Right. So, So all that matters is your stewardship and what your neighbors think is not your stewardship. Your family is, you are, and your husband and your family. Right. So Julie, is that, is that just a, cause I've been to therapy before. Is it just a mind thing that you just have to keep mm-hmm. repeating to yourself to, and then eventually you believe it? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a process and it's a lifelong process. And of course we all want to be validated and thought well of, but mm-hmm. if it's to the point where you're paralyzed or you're not feeling good about yourself, that's when it becomes a problem. Right. And it sounds like you've given it too much weight in your life. Yeah. I mean, and even in, in my patriarchal blessing, it says along the lines, basically where you influence the most is children. You're going to, you're going to be a big impact on children. And I just don't feel that passion. And so to get what I'm saying, I keep getting these reinforcements and I'm like, I just don't, it doesn't. But you, when I look at your life choices, you already Uh have been a big influence on children, on your own children, on their friends, your nieces and nephews. Like what if that's already happened and is already happening? Which would be great. (laughs) I just, I just wish I felt, I guess, you know, growing, growing up, you just are, it was just reinforced, like, this is going to bring you joy. This is going to fulfill you. And I just, it's not on the top of my list. I don't know how, you know. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you've already completed that part. Yeah. That's, that's a good um, point, Julie. I like that. And then it's like, okay, so what's next? Not that you've completed motherhood, but right. But like that part where your life was dedicated to your children only, maybe that part of your life is over and it's a new chapter for you to include yourself and what you want in your, in your life. And and that's totally what I feel like is going on. I just need to get over that guilt, right? Like every day I come home and I'll say something and my husband is just like, you just have so much guilt. Like you spend more time with the kids than I ever had. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, quality, not quantity. And, Mm -hmm. and he just doesn't have any of that guilt. And I wish that I didn't have that. I want to encourage you to catch yourself when you're saying that to, in your mind, say, stop. Okay. You're enough. It's good enough because kids do not need perfection in their parents. Right. And the unrealistic expectations that we have of motherhood will never measure up. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so when you catch yourself saying that at night to your husband and uh-huh. you know, beating yourself up, stop and say, oh, there's that guilt again. You know what? I'm not, I'm not going there. Right. And, and change that message. I'm, I'm enough. Which, I, which I've heard you, you kind of, once you think something, you have six seconds or something to change that thought. So is that kind of what you're saying? Stop the yeah. thought and stop the and thought, replace the thought. it with something else and say, and something I, positive. You know, I am enough. My kids are thriving. My family's doing great. Uh huh. You know, and, and what's deep down. I know I do believe all that stuff. Yeah. I just, well, we're also need, need to be stronger to, in it, to beat ourselves up, right. To focus right. on the negative, to focus on where we're lacking instead of owning the positive. What if you just own what's going well? Like your kids are doing great. Okay. Yeah. Your husband doesn't feel guilty. He appreciates what you're doing. 
you've been with your kids full-time for how many years? 18 years? Yeah. (laughs) That's a significant contribution to their lives. Yeah. And so what if, what if you reminded yourself what's going well? No, that's a great, I mean, that's great. And I'm even taking it a step further and I should probably write it down in a journal when I the positive stuff I yeah. mean. <laughs> or write it down and put it on your computer at work or on the fridge, the ways that your family is thriving and that you're thriving because you're just in that habit of coming home and, Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm, Oh, I right. wasn't with the kids all day. I should have been. And that's really not what you want to believe anyway. Right. You want to believe you're enough and that Correct. Um, this is one part of your life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I want you to write down the positive messages yeah. that you can give yourself every I like day. That. Maybe when you're driving to work or, you know, commuting or whatever. Yeah. That you can say, you know, my kids are doing really well. I'm doing well. Jeff's doing well. Like it's, it's good. This is good. My Which life it, is good. Right. And it, <laughs> I mean, is and it, is, it, it is, it is, it's just, yeah, it's just not, it's not deep. focusing on the negative stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that, that and looking cultural, at the positive, that cultural training has been there for your whole life. And so it's really hard to undo that. Right. It's really hard to undo. But what I think is cool is that you are doing, you know, you decided to get a job and you did it even with the guilt. Right. That's cool. Like, you know, you didn't let the guilt stop you, which is great. I'm five months in, so I'm hoping eventually (laughs) I'll get used to this working thing and be okay with with, uh, my husband being Mr. Mom (laughs) and helping out. No, he's being a father. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's doing awesome. He's he's not helping you. He's He's parenting. He's parenting his children. Yes. But I do feel like he's, he's stepped up and he's helped me so I can work full time. Right. And he, he's done awesome. Yeah. He's doing so. what you used to do for him. Exactly. Exactly. And so <laughs> that's, that's a great marriage. That's yeah, a great partnership. Yeah. I do feel blessed with that. Definitely. Yeah. With him. Yeah. One thing that, that I like to do that I might suggest that you do is check in with your kids periodically and just ask them like, how is this work? How is this for you? How is me working going for you? What do you need from me? And just check do you, in. Do you feel like kid, when you've told other people this, do you feel mm-hmm. like the kids are honest? I feel like, cause my kids have told me before, oh, we don't want to tell you anything that will worry you. Or do you feel like if you ask your kids that most of the time they'll be upfront and tell you? My kids, I think will, because I've worked really hard to help them feel like they don't have to protect me from anything that I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fine. I'm good. So and so how, did you, how, did, how did you let your kids know that? And how did they believe that? By taking care of me. So they don't feel like they have to take care of my self-worth. Uh-huh. And, and they can see that it, just with everything that you do for yourself. Is that? Yeah, I think so. And just that I'm responsible for my own happiness and they're, they're mm-hmm. not. And I think, I think your kids will learn to trust that as you work and take better care of yourself, they'll learn to trust like, Oh, my mom's good. And they may be able to tell you harder things uh-huh. and trust that you can handle it. Yeah. I have actually heard that before and, and it's a little, um, intimidating or whatever, like to ask your kids <laughs> that, you know, what if they tell you something that 
that's, you know, wrong with you or that you're not doing right. So what if they do? And I'm okay with it actually. And then it's actually, I hope they would. So I can improve on that situation or that issue, you know, like I hope they're honest. Right. Because if you are okay with you, then you can handle it. It's like, oh, that's feedback that I can now take in and think about and see if I can make some changes to make our family life work better for them too. Right. So it's not about just doing your own thing and not caring, right? Right. But, uh, but, you know, check in, make sure that they're, they're doing okay. Be open to that feedback and really let them know, like, I want to know how this is going. It's okay if you miss me. It's okay if you're, you're not happy about, like, we can talk about it. Yeah. I just want them to feel comfortable that they can be that open with me. Yeah. I mean, I hope, I hope that they are. I'm pretty well, open with them. So yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I think you're pretty open. So I am. So I hope they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they will be. And you can yeah. train them over time to be honest as they kind of test things out and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks for telling me. And you don't fall right. apart in a puddle right. of tears. Right. Exactly. You show them I can handle this by how you yeah. respond. That is also a good point <laughs> to remember how, how I respond right. to things, right. Is Right. That's a good thing to remember. Definitely. (laughs) It's easy to, to go into making it about you when you get negative feedback. Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a horrible mom. But then you're not, you're not validating their feelings and their experience, which is the point. Like you need to validate that. So they tell you more instead of make it about you. So they shut down and have to take care of you. Julie, can I ask you a, a question along the same lines? Yeah. Because I also had, so along with this mother issue, and you you had told me that a lot of women struggle with this. Mm-hmm. Do, do any of them mention like Mother's Day to be really hard? For- <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if you uh, watch Mother's Day on social media, uh-huh. it, yeah, there are a lot of a lot of feelings going around a lot of feelings. And is that just from guilt? Why, why do I have such a hard time with Mother's Day. Is it just that guilt? Probably. Well, tell me what feelings come up when Mother's Day rolls around. I mean, I just even want to just ignore it. I just want it just to be a normal day. Because? I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I, I don't know why I struggle with it so bad. Mm-hmm. And if we just treat it like a normal day, and then it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's almost like when people try to acknowledge Mother's Day is when it kind of is a little bit of a Oh, how's Tyler going to be today? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm still trying to figure out yeah. what my issue is with that you're, is. you're not alone in that either. A lot of women have a hard time. And I think it goes back to this idealization where it's like, that's what I, I think, never yeah. can measure up to all these mothers who are saints and angels and, and who never said a cross word and who never, <laughs> yeah. you hear these tributes that aren't realistic something that I've done is celebrate my mom and myself as a human, not as this Mm -hmm. perfect caricature of a mother. And maybe, and I don't know if that's also why I have a hard time with Mother's Day, because again, maybe it's because you're celebrating this calling that you were taught. It was such a high calling and so fulfilling. And because I don't have those feelings, then Mother's Day is a kind of a letdown to me because I, I don't get that joy or it's not meeting all of your needs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 
And Mother's Day kind of highlights the idealization instead right. of the real. So what if you let your family celebrate you as a person, not the role of mother, but like your contribution to the family? Because it's been great. I like that idea. Yeah. It's been a huge contribution. Yeah. In I your like imperfections. I, I like that idea. <laughs> We're going to do that this year. No Mother's Day, Tyler's Day. (laughs) It's Tyler's Day. It's about me. (laughs) Because it takes it out of the role and puts it on the person. Because really what we're doing is celebrating the person. Right. And their contribution to our lives. I like that because it takes away the pressure, I feel like. Yeah. I have a lot of pressure. and Yeah. I, I think that's a really common feeling. I always try to post something on social media around Mother's Day that's real, like things, oh, uh-huh. things my kids won't say about me on Mother's Day. Oh, I'm she was check always that out. there for me. <laughs> she never missed any of my games. She never raised her voice. You know, <laughs> the things that people things say, that they would never say. <laughs> they will never say about me. But there are things they will say. Like I know my mom loved me. Right, and I li- I like how you are saying celebrate the person, not you know, the title, the mother, because I think there are great things about me as a person that I've done for my kids, you know, who I am has benefited my kids. And so I like that taking the mother out and personalizing it for the individual. Yeah. 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 I like that. And that helps. I think when we think about our mothers too, our moms as humans and their contribution, instead of like them as these perfected people, because they're not. Right. <laughs> it's right. disappointing, right? It's like, yeah. You know my mom. I know your mom. They're awesome right. and they're imperfect. Right. Yeah. So you can honor it, who they actually are instead of this idealized role. Like who, who what a mother should be. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. You are not alone. Cousin. <laughs> well, that, 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 that be, honestly, when I was looking at, when I just typed that in, I'm like, okay, this is a thing because Julie's article came right up. What is this? So <laughs> it, it feels good that I'm not alone. And I think it's great to, you know, talk about your issues with others because it makes you feel normal and that nothing's wrong with you. Nothing's that everybody wrong has. with you. Yeah. <laughs> you, I've, I've heard this, the same feelings and sentiments from so many women. Yeah. And yeah, so you're not alone. Just some reminders from what we talked about. Yeah. To catch yourself when you are going into that guilt mode and I'm not good enough and into those beliefs, I'm not good enough and motherhood should be everything and it's not. And so I'm bad. Right. Catch yourself and tell yourself those two things that you want to believe. Motherhood Mm -hmm. is an important part of me and I'm I'm enough. I'm good enough. Yes, that, that is a theme I need to <laughs> so put, those two... put huge on every single wall. <laughs> so I see yeah. that. So you can remember those things. And then remember that it's not your business what other people think of your mothering. Even your family, even your parents or extended family, it's not their business. It's not their stewardship. And if I just keep telling myself that over and over, I will believe it, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, you will. You will. And it's a process. It's a skill that you practice thinking different patterns. I mean, it's Um, definitely hard and a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then we talked about making Mother's Day about the person, about you and not this idealized role and how that can make it more fun and enjoyable instead of painful and wanting to ignore it. 
Yes, because that's exactly what I want to ignore <laughs> it. So I, I love I love your um, suggestions, Julie. I love it. Oh, them. thanks, Tyler. Thanks so much for coming on the show and being willing to share your story. I'm sure it'll resonate with so many other listeners. Well, I hope so. Thanks, Julie. I appreciate you reaching out to me. And this has been great. I love it. Yeah. I'm so thanks. excited. Hey, thanks, thanks so Tyler. much, Julie. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks or at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. If you're in Utah and you're looking for therapy, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. Thanks for listening. thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.